Welcome to the Heartbeats. I just want to take a second before this episode starts to say I absolutely love you guys. We've got over a thousand people that have registered for Breakup Recovery. And while that is part of me feels like sad because, you know, so many people are going through a tough time right now. Part of me is also really excited and glad that they're in this course, that they're in that process of healing through all of that heartbreak. You know, if that's you, you're having a hard time letting go. Maybe it wasn't something that happened recently, just with the world and where we're at and um, all this extra time, it can bring up things. And so that's why I made my breakup recovery course 100% off. It's normally 300 bucks. It's free right now. And over a thousand people have jumped in on that offer. And it just really does warm my heart to know that they're getting the guidance and the healing necessary. And that Facebook group is popping off. (laughs) We got a really dope community that's building there. So um, if that is something that you're going through right now, I just want to remind you guys that that is still free. Also the overthinking guide, which I know can be of service to a lot of people right now, especially in quarantine. That is free as well. Go to my website, heartguy.com. You click on courses to find both of those things. You know, I've been in a very interesting space the past few days where I've, I've been feeling more space. You know, I've, I've actually been, uh, having a lot more on my plate than before quarantine, which is kind of ironic. And so I'm actually feeling much more spacious, much more centered in a lot of things, but also, uh, it's important to note that my workload hasn't gone down. It's more so how I'm holding myself in it and, um, not having anxiety or freaking out about, Oh my God, this has to get done now. And I got to do all these things and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, it's going to get done and I'm going to show up as me and be present to where I need to be present to in any given moment. I've also found myself, um, taking mini like vacations is what I'm calling it. Where for 10 minutes, I stop everything that I'm doing and I'll just sit with myself, whether that's a short meditation or I bring awareness to my breath or I start like coloring or, or go to my journal or, or do some yoga. I take many breaks throughout my day. So for some of you guys that are still working, uh, it's been very helpful for me. But enough about me. I'm really excited for this episode because we're talking masculine and feminine energy dynamics. And this is something that I really equate to the success of this podcast. I started this podcast as like, yeah, live life from the heart. And it still kind of is. But episode four of this podcast, we talked about masculine and feminine energy and the DMs came flying in and the questions came pouring in. And that's when I really started to show a lot more of the side of me that loves relationships and love um, and not just emotional intelligence and So I'm excited to be diving into this with Missy, who's a really good friend of mine. And, you know, we had an amazing conversation on this. She's an embodied intuitive coach. She's, she's a lot of different things, which is why she's my friend. (laughs) I'm a lot of different things too. And, um, yeah, we had a dope conversation. So this is going to help you guys with discerning masculine from feminine energy. Also knowing what's needed of you and what energy do you need to work on most in your life right now? What do you feel you're lacking or what do you feel is your core and you need to return to? So take some notes, listen in with an open mind, 
And with that, you're listening to The Heartbeat. What's on your heart to talk about? What's on my heart to talk about? Oh my gosh, so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's one of the things? There's always a lot there. Um, hmm. You know, what's been really exciting me lately is the study of the deep feminine ways of approaching things. I'm in a nine-month sovereign sexuality immersion right now with, with my mentor. And as I'm being called more to step into this capacity as guide and mentor for other people in their journey of sovereignty and relationships and sexuality and intimacy, um, I feel like this feminine perspective on things is so timely and so useful for what's going on right now in the world with the coronavirus pandemic happening because it's allowed me to kind of flow like water and soften and surrender and move like a wave through all of this, you know, not to say it hasn't been really overwhelming. Um, but I think without these tools, I would have had a completely different experience. In terms of, of connecting with your feminine. Yes. Or not, not losing that connection and going into this, this sense of trying to like rush around and do a bunch of different things because now I'm on project overload because suddenly I have all this time and I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I think a lot of of people are feeling that too. Oh, for sure. And like, I think the amount of information coming at us is really overwhelming. Like everybody's going live right now. Everybody's putting out a bunch of different content. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's just a lot. And a lot of the deep feminine practices that we're doing is about sifting down through all of that dilating around intensity and just softening underneath the current underneath the current you know like that river under the river of what's happening in day-to-day life and just really tapping into like what is the truth of this moment for me and what is the true sacred need underlying all of these impulses and what is the true core desired feeling like, what do I really, really want to create? That's something I could be passionate about for the next 90 days to a year, you know, mm-hmm. and really trying to look at this for the long term. Um, and I see that so many people are really uncomfortable with sitting into this space of silence and stillness. It kind of makes mm-hmm. us stir crazy yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways, but you know, the universe loves a vacuum. And I think we're being asked to to lean into this discomfort of loneliness and feeling isolated from each other, because that within that space, we have so much room to play and explore into what it means to draw our heart really, really close to us and to be really in alignment with our spirit and live from that heart centered place. So in many ways, what's exciting my heart is just this time to be with my heart. (laughs) 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 That's awesome. And it is creating like so much space, which is very much a feminine quality, an aspect uh, of, of way of being. And in it, 
is, you know, lots of stuff comes up. Like you were talking about, like, oh, I have all this time, so now I get to like, get ahead or I, I get to do all the things. And then we're being bombarded on Instagram and Facebook yeah. and everything. Like, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was, I was just resonating with that. It was, yeah, yeah it, it is a lot. And that doing, again, is a very, like, masculine way of approaching things. And I don't want to demonize that or pathologize that at all. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I just know for right. most of us, our tendency is to kind of get stuck into that mode. Well, and so... it's rewarded so heavily, especially in uh, modern mm -hmm. the modern culture, right, of how much are you doing? And I know just my own self, like it, as a recovering workaholic and somebody who got all my <laughs> love from doing so much and, and I got so much attention for doing so much. Um, and I almost got praised for it. Right. And so that's how I got my sense of love and connection and yes. that creates and a workaholic. And yes. And so I was and filling the void and recognition with and... all of it. Yes. It's just like, um, it's, it's, I, I call it golden handcuffs where you're just kind of strapped to this one way of being and you're cut in handcuffs, but they're golden. So you kind of like mm -hmm. them, but they're limiting what you can actually do because exactly. you're so in this one way and it's because it's so rewarded. Um, so yeah, this really is a time to look inward. And I know that we've been talking masculine and feminine. I've mentioned it before on my podcast, but I would love to hear your, perspective and definition of what that is mm, there's so much that can go into that answer we could probably record just a whole podcast oh, on yeah. each of those but <laughs> oh yeah I'll, I'll try to be brief um i think it's easy to overly identify the masculine and feminine energies with what we think of as stereotypical male-female traits. And so I'm very careful not to, how do I say this? I'm careful not to reinforce the gender binary that we are already seeped in with how I define and speak about these concepts, um, which are truly energetic concepts at their core and you know yes we can talk about the feminine as being in surrender and being receptive and all of that but then it kind of makes the you know feminine seem like weak and helpless and that's not true at all like it's the feminine is not passive there's there's always a choice being made within that and i think um it's easy to kind of pick up on that narrative from society and kind of like devalue the feminine side of things. Because when we invoke our sense of creativity, our sexuality, our sensuality, um, seek things like community, connection, living from a heart-centered place, uh, things like recovery, doing restorative practices for our body, tapping into things like touch, intimacy, all of those things require a very specific embodied way of approaching things um, that is open and receptive. I don't think that requires necessarily like, it, it, it's its own form of doing, but it's a doing that is in accordance with natural law and always puts that living within the principles of natural law 
as its first priority. Um, mm -hmm. The feminine will not seek to exploit. The feminine will not seek to power over somebody. The power is is a movement almost like underneath and with mm -hmm. someone else. Right. So there, there's an influence there. There's a clear strength there. But the strength is not like a domineering power over. It's like it's an uplifting of the entire um, community. So that would be my experience of the feminine, which is still very much evolving. And I think a lot of womb energy um, has a lot to do with that. I think a lot of women are very disconnected from their womb spaces because we're not taught or given a safe space to really connect with that. And I think that's where like kind of the whole goddess <laughs> empowerment <laughs> movement is coming in. For the masculine yeah. side of things, you know, it's often described as like this like penetrative, doing, assertive, um, strong type energy. I think if you ask a lot of guys, like, what does it mean to be masculine? They would say like <laughs> physically strong, never show emotion, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, win, dominate, conquer. <laughs> For me, the masculine, if I'm really dropping into it, it feels feels like containment and embodied presence and support. Mm -hmm. It feels like, I think it's easy to think about like masculine qualities equal dominant male energy. So almost like a douchey, right. like, <laughs> like well, that's just societal. What's been like conditioning kind of conditioned. Yeah. But for me, the times that I think about like, <sighs> When has the masculine energy within me been most balanced? And when has it been most powerful to to feel that energy in another? It's just, I, it's almost hard to describe. It's like, um, it's a presence and it's a support and it's a structure. So I think um, instead of domination, I think about discipline. Instead of um, controlling, I think about structure and boundaries, healthy boundaries. Um, I think about, I think about strength in terms of self-mastery. Does that make sense? It does. I actually was talking with a friend today and, um, slipped out of my, well, it was actually the weekend. I don't know. Days are blending together <laughs> because of what's happening, we, but right? it was the other day. Uh, and I said something about like in being in dominion over yourself and your, and your desires, your impulses. Yes. Um, yes, dominion, yeah. such a good word. And it's so interesting, too, because that's exactly the very first place that my sovereign sexuality immersion started. We had a whole month on dominion and what does it mean to be sovereign within ourselves? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be a fully empowered, autonomous human? And I think within that is a, a key concept of taking ownership and responsibility over our own energies and for ourselves. And that doesn't diminish any of the hardships that we've been through, but it asks us to fully face those head on and, and to take ownership for their, their transmutation and their healing. So I think wherever mm -hmm. you're at and you're feeling a little bit imbalanced in one direction, it's like, you know, cultivate more of the opposite. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. If you want to shift in a certain direction over a long period of time, well, you got to practice that energy over a long period of time. Um, so for me, this this practice and deep immersion into like, what does it mean to be a sovereign um, woman embodied mm -hmm. in my own sexuality? That's been 
just a really beautiful journey of, of softening, I would say all around. And like, um, I would say it's also really enhanced my relationship to both my inner masculine and also the, the men in my life, because I'm able to communicate from, mm-hmm. from a very, uh, from a place of integrity, you know, even if it is a potential conflict, I, I, I have better words <laughs> to say it now. And I'm not trying to pathologize what's going mm-hmm. on anymore. So it's like, oh, I recognize this is happening for you, or this is what's coming up for me. This is how I feel about the situation. How do you feel? You know, and it's just like, wh- and what do you want to do about it? We can, we can come together in that sense. And so I've learned that the deep feminine has a certain etiquette to it. And yeah. when that etiquette is not being met, by the masculine energy um, or it's being overly controlled by a masculine shadow energy then the feminine will just like shrink back and it just kind of like goes into hiding or Mm -hmm. it can move into this kind of like uppity like i'm holier than thou like you can't like almost untouchable energy but when i'm really centered in that the energy is very soft and it's very centered and it's very grounded but in a very like powerful way um, mm-hmm. so I know I said, I would try to give you a short answer to your question. There is so much to, to cover here and, and hopefully everybody listening, you know, got a lot out of that. Um, but you know, bringing it back to where we're at today, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, you, you mentioned that where you're at with your own feminine has really helped you in navigating things. And that if you weren't there, you would be, uh, reacting totally different. Could you speak a little bit more on that? Like, what have you been doing um, really? Yes. And, and non, how has that been helping? Non-doing is its own form of nourishment. Mm. I see this all the time in my students. I, I work primarily with men. It's not mm-hmm. always men, um, but I work, I, I help students work on psychosomatic imbalances. And this is kind of true for everybody, but especially with the guys, it's really hard for them to get out of their heads and into their mm-hmm. bodies it's really hard for them to be in the receiving position. And so um, things like body work, self-touch practices, um, I, I don't even necessarily just mean masturbation with that. I mean, like literally just spending time touching yourself, massaging yourself, like resting. Being aware of your body. Being aware of your like body. Doing, it. Yeah, like giving yourself yeah. space to back off of things and like giving your life more buffer. Like these are all ways to... Um, use the masculine energy, but to promote a sense of like turning inwards towards yourself, because that is really what the feminine energy is, is instead of this outward, everything is externalized. It's, it's literally taking that energy and turning it on its head. So it's inverted and it's like, okay, how do we turn that focus inwards and on ourselves? And I think if somebody's had a lot of trauma or they haven't had this kind of practice before, or the feminine energy, like there was some trauma related to their mothers or to their childhood or maybe to a relationship, a really difficult breakup. Um, I think a lot of guys will just cut themselves off from that energy and ignore it altogether when that is the thing that's really going to heal them. Um, So I think to embody that in your own life, you have to give yourself space (laughs) to just really, really relax. And I don't even mean sleep. 
or like meditate. I mean, whatever it is that's going to bring you back into like, you know, sometimes you need to access a flow state before you can come to stillness. But ultimately, it's a movement towards stillness and silence. And from that silence, the answers arise within. There's like, um, you know, instead of looking outwardly to things like science or facts or data or rationality or explanations, logic, analysis, all these things, we're saying, well, let's validate what's going on inside of us and honor that as its own indwelling oracular wisdom. And I think women mm -hmm. are kind of tapped into that because we have our womb spaces. We have the ability to create life within that. But I think a guy, a guy, and guys have it too. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I can feel when a guy's like really, really tapped into this because he tends to be very, how do I say this? He tends to be very like um, in control of his expression and he tends to use that towards leveraging a better lifestyle for himself and the people that are around him. So we're going back to like what is feminine, what is masculine. I think a, a masculine that's embodied is going to be a natural leader for the community and the outward orientation changes from how can I get, how can I get what I want from other people? How can I get the things that I'm, I'm craving and, and see as sad as symbols? And that shifts to how can I be a leader in my community? How can I um, support the people around me? How can I lift them up and, and encourage that? Because I'm so full within myself now. Um, Cause he actually, all things come from this yin kind of like dark, uncertain energy. So the more that you can relax back down into that and let yourself be nourished by it, you know, more parasympathetic kind of stuff, the more sustenance you have to go out and do those things like conquer your work meeting or do things like build your business or do things like, you know, build a philanthropic organization, you know, whatever your, your dream is. Um, so it, you, you've been hitting on a lot, you've been hitting on a lot and I wanted to back up real quick. Yeah, sure. On, sorry. I get, I get excited. Um, <laughs> I, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, I was, uh, you were talking about like the darker feminine aspects of mm -hmm. um, what's been showing up right now and looking inward. Mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Cause you, I, I forgot the exact wording, but you said something about like you spending time and utilizing this space to then pour outward and to fill up yourself and relaxing into the uncertainty. That was it. Relaxing yes. into the uncertainty. And um, that's definitely been something that I went through the past two years that mm -hmm. has been life transforming and in the same way, like I'm experiencing what's going on right now. So totally different than a lot of people uh, because I have relaxed into the uncertainty, but could you speak on that for a little bit? Because I think that's so fucking important right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, let me, let me put it like this, you know, imagine that you're going through a dark tunnel. Maybe you see the light on the other side. Maybe you don't. You're afraid, it's cold, it's dark, you don't know what's happening, and your mind starts to come up with like all these monsters that could happen, might happen, you know, and you're just you're you're trying to navigate your way through this this tunnel. How do you fear? Or feel probably pretty afraid, right? You feel fear, you feel closed, you feel tight, you feel stiff. It's like it's um you know, there's like a protective kind of reaction to that somatically. Yeah. Compared to you're going through this tunnel, you see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's dark, but you feel held and supported in that. You know that you have all the inner resources within you um, to 
confront whatever it is that comes up. You have your breath with you. You're rooted in your body and you, you trust yourself and your intuition to guide you towards the light and that right place. And you know that the universe has your back in that process. How does that feel? <laughs> Feels kind of fun. It's almost like we're going on an yeah. adventure now, right? Like that's kind of cool. So the, I think the characterization of uncertainty, it often is one of like panic and overwhelm and anxiety. And that is a natural reaction, but, and the, the dark mother is, is a benevolent force and we need, we need that space. We need that vacuity. We need that darkness to, to shelter and to regenerate and to recover from times where we have been pushing really hard in our life so that we may continue down this tunnel and eventually reach the light because that's just the, that's just the cycle of things. Again, I was talking about how the feminine mm -hmm. operates um, in integrity with natural law, wherever there is darkness, there's also lightness, but we just, we have to completely surrender into that darkness first and let it, let it guide us. Whereas the typical masculine energy is I'm going to lead it. Um, mm -hmm. so there's an asking for us to surrender and soften into the darkness and the uncertainty and let it hold us even though it feels like a, <laughs> maybe not the container we would have picked for ourselves. Um, but it never it, is, it never is. It's like, <laughs> um, it's like a descent yeah. journey that we didn't choose. It's an unwanted initiation mm -hmm. sometimes, but within that there's an opportunity to surrender and soften and actually be nourished by it rather than, right. rather than force our way through. But we have to really listen inward and turn inward to, to know mm -hmm. it, what that is. Right. And I, and I, kind of talk about that in terms of just like owning your truth, what's showing up for you, how are you feeling and being honest with it, mm -hmm. not judging anything and trying to run from it or suppress it anymore, but actually facing it. You have and to feel your feelings. In that allowance, exactly. And in that <laughs> allowance, we can fully surrender into and um, the clarity is on the other side. And I yeah. love that because for me, I mean, or you could just bury it, would, it, you know, because that solves all of your problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Just or you could just, it. you know, ignore it, keep ignoring it and bury it. Yeah, sure. Fine. Yeah, um, totally works. <laughs> well, one of the ways that I had, it's been hammered into me just from being homeless a few times, from um, being in, in very interesting situations multiple times in my life where it's like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. And going through that over and over and over and over again and recognizing that I'm still alive and it made me who I am today and I can connect the dots backwards and see that's why that happened because I have this insight or because I have this aspect of my character, this skill um, helps me to, to lean into the future mm -hmm. in the uncertainty because I can see like, well, I made it through that and I'll still be alive. So that's reason enough. Let's go. Right. Yeah. And I think that obviously with what's going on right now, I'm just staying safe and taking precautions, but not letting the um, uncertainty, I guess, drive you into so much anxiety. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, like you were talking about, allowing yourself to surrender to it, to it for a second, feel through it, but then give the right perspective. I think perspective is what people need more now than ever of 
you know, coming back to gratitude and coming back to like your heart's still beating and you're still in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as simple as that sounds, like that is my baseline for happiness. Mm. Yes, I love that. There's so much juiciness within that too. And, you know, life right. life is a mystery. We don't always know what's going to happen to us and we yeah. can only live yeah. live life forward and figure it out in retrospect and so the nature of life is a mystery and life herself mm-hmm. is is a feminine force right so uh, that that mystery is not for us always to to know fundamentally and sometimes trying to figure out can cause more pain than it does benefit so in some respects we have to be willing to be led by this and trust ourselves to show up and be present in that moment and just make a decision with the information that we have to the best of our abilities, you know, and that in itself is a very strong form of leadership and self-mastery. And that is where you can bring in this really like juicy, masculine, driven, (laughs) like forward, (laughs) forward energy because, um, yeah. Like when the moment is right, you have to make a decision and commit to it. And having that that internal reassurance and fortification within being like, mm, you know, I, I'm tapped in with my source. I'm tapped in with what's true for me. And from this information, I know that I can make a decision from both a feeling place in my heart and a rational place in my brain. So it's like the two inform each other. And so you can you can alchemize that information into, oh, I was only seeing things a certain way where I was like, I had to do, do, do in order to make it through. My feminine is showing me that there's another way here possible. Maybe the way I actually do things is some sort of combination of the two, or I take one and like fuse a bit into the other, or maybe some third option presents itself to me that I wasn't even considering before I I kind of tapped into this other energy. So um, I think we, we all have that capacity within us and it can be trained and it can be developed and, and practiced. Um, and like returning again, just to these natural principles helps us to feel out where, where am I in the journey right now? And what, what is going to be most nourishing for me? Do I need to invoke more structure and clarity, more masculine? Do I need more surrender and, and trust feminine? Right. That's so true. And I think leaning into the moment again, we're in right now uh, is like the perfect opportunity to do this because I think for most people um, and especially like coaching people in this, like there's almost a sense of guilt for slowing down of uh, and, and feeling through and, and leaning in because again, we're so used to doing all the things and we got to keep up with the hustle and we got a busy life and then all these, all this stuff. And you know, the world slowed down. So it's now is like the opportunity to do that. And we can almost release a sense of guilt. But I know that you were saying even earlier that some people are feeling some pressure to like show up and do more. And especially if we are uh, in the online space or we have something we want to say and give out to the world, you know, I've definitely even been sensing some of that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you been navigating it or what would you just say to people who are feeling a little bit of guilt there or almost shame for like not, for not doing that? I, you know, I had some friends mm-hmm. ask me about this too. And like one of my friends was saying like, I, all I can do right now is just kind of lay in bed and stare at the wall. And she was like, I feel so bad cause yeah. I'm not like, I could be doing all this stuff with my business and I could be, I could, I could, I should, I should all, it just went on and on and on. And I was like, Oh, like, 
maybe before this all happened, you were actually in a time of, you know, hyperactivity and you're already pushing, you know, kind of pushing the needle a little bit. And so in response to all of this, you're not only having to process the big changes, but also this kind of come down from what else you were doing. And so, like I was saying, like we can't force ourselves to get back up again right away because our body instinctively needs that time to, to regenerate. We need to feel the feelings. We need to have time for self-reflection on what's going on. And if you have any kind of like trauma or mental health disorder or imbalance or you're naturally prone to anxiety, like I think compassion and gentleness and forgiveness is really is what is stored here. Like discipline and surrender can coexist at the same time. And it's not so much our, is it one or the other, but what is the right mixture of both in the present moment? For you. I've had times where I've just like really, really tried to finish a project and I, it was something I really wanted to do. It wasn't like I didn't have motivation for it, but it just get, kept getting put off and put off and put off. I'm like, God, what is my blockage here? And then finally, when I just decided to be like, you know what, I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm going to put this down. When I feel like working on it, I'm going to work on it. <laughs> You know, it's never the perfect time, <laughs> yeah. but as soon as I took that pressure off myself, which I didn't even realize was a self-imposed pressure, I was just like, wow, first of all, this thing is not even necessary. Second of all, like, I'm, I'm doing this because I love to, and it's fun for me, and I want to create from a, a place of expansion, you know? So forcing myself to manifest this creation before it's ready feels like trying to push out like a prematurely cooked baby you know it's just like it's like it needs, yeah. it needs time to gestate and time is actually also another feminine concept the first timekeepers in our human history were women and why do you think they needed to keep time well because they needed to track their cycles so time is a natural force and our perception of it is that it's a limited resource when really time is flexible and it can be stretched and it can be compressed. A lot of the pace of modern life tries to compress time, again, masculine force. The feminine is permissive. It gives space. So finding ways that we can kind of slow down time by instead of like making a huge to-do list, maybe let's just pick three things to do every day. Instead of being like, oh, I'm going to do this project and this project and this project and getting really overwhelmed by what everybody else is telling you to do or what you think you should do based on what everybody else is doing, take like 30 minutes just to like meditate, go within, ask yourself, what is it that I most want to create right now? What is it that's going to be easiest for me, the most fun, um, you know, bring me the best return and is something that is just, it's, it's almost like the low hanging fruit. Once you get that going, it's going to be easier to do the other stuff because you already have that momentum. But fighting yourself to get there is counterproductive. You're spending half your energy just trying to get started, you know? <laughs> well, it's also forcing it to happen versus just kind of like having in like trying to get motivated versus like just having this inspiration and in a way, giving yourself space and, and devotion to it to just have it flow through you, which is something that I've been very like aware of in my space here recently where with what I'm creating, it's less of like, okay, this has to get out by this date. Like 
that I do have deadlines and I do have things that I'm working for and towards, but what I'm doing is I'm actually just allowing myself time mm. to be present with it. And in that time that I'm present with it and I'm working on it, it's going to happen. But instead of stressing it to happen, it's just more of like, cool, I have like five hours to work on this. <laughs> I mean, let me work on it. And if I like want to go, you know, like take a break for a second, I will. Yeah, totally. Breaks are good. Um, and also white space. Like I, <clears throat> to give yeah. a, a concrete example of how to integrate these very intangible concepts. So white space is, is a term that I use for my students who, you know, like I said, are guys have trouble getting out of their heads, tend to be really successful people, very much go-getters, that kind of thing. Um, I use this concept of white space as like you need dedicated time where nothing is scheduled. It's absolutely essential yeah. to just have white space. And you can do whatever you want with your white space. You can sit at home. You can work if you want to work. You can do a project. You can create. You can paint. But it's just it's a nothing time. <laughs> it's time for you. It's literally time for you to follow your impulse. So for people who are really scheduled and super busy and have a lot of things going on, I find that's like kind of a life-changing thing for them because you can go into their calendar and be like, all right, from, you know, 10 to 2 on Mondays, nothing else is going on. This is my appointment time with myself. Um, with my students, I have them set, set up personalized practices. So that might be mobility, that might be breath work, that might be, I don't know, taking a salt bath or getting a massage or some sort of self-care, right? But they're consistently visiting those types of practices every single day. So it structures their day and kind of breaks everything up. And they also give themselves free time to explore practice on their own. Um, so it becomes just a systematic part of their day that invokes the masculine aspect of structure, but also the feminine aspect of nurturing and self-care. So the structure supports the personal freedom. Does that make sense? The masculine holds the feminine. It definitely does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're not battling each other. They're right. actually feeding each other. I know a lot of people probably feel like they have to pick one or the other, like, oh, should I give myself mm -hmm. time off or should I work on this project? Should I do this or should I do that? No, there's a, there's a possibility where you can infuse one with the other and a third thing comes out of it that you're like, oh, if I just change the structure of my life or change the schedule in this way or, you know, look to a new software system to automate some tasks for me or... Um, you know, ask somebody else to support me, then I have more white space. Okay, if I don't have enough white space mm -hmm. in my life, then I need, you know, then the practice is asking for support. Right, okay. which is a big thing as well mm -hmm. that I know a lot of people have, have trouble with. What what advice do you have there on, on just asking for help? <sighs> I, <laughs> I sigh because, you know, I... I, I have a lot of trouble asking for help sometimes. I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, my inclination is to naturally just want to do things myself because I don't always get the help that I am looking for when I ask for it. So there's a real vulnerability here. But on the other side of that, vulnerability and power are two sides of the same coin. You cannot have power without vulnerability. and You can't have vulnerability without power. So... Mm -hmm. recognizing that it's actually a really powerful thing to do, to ask for help yeah. and also recognizing that somebody may not be able to give you the help that you want. And it's not necessarily 
their fault. But if you come with a really, really clear request for support, then they might be able to help you find somebody who can. And I think most people mm-hmm. are, are pretty genuine. And a lot of people actually really, really love helping other people out. Like, I know you're one of those types of people. Right. I'm one of those types of people. We're the kind of people who are like, just <laughs> love helping people. You know, It's like what we do all day long. Yeah. So to be the person asking for help, it, it puts you on the other side of the table, right? But within that, mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to strengthen your connections. And, you know, those are some of the most touching moments in life of just realizing really how much people want to be there for you. And the worst that they can say mm-hmm. is no. And so then you ask somebody else, you know, it's just like dating. It's like, oh, we're not compatible in this moment. So let's not, <laughs> let's not do this or find another <laughs> right. situ- solution or find another person who is going to meet those needs. So um, getting really, really clear on what it is that you need help with, or even saying, I don't know what it is that I need help with. I just know that this piece is not working for me. Do you have any resources? I think that's a really great way to go about because if you're just like, damn, I'm stuck or this is frustrating me. And then you just kind of get the like, oh, that sucks. I'm sorry back. And that doesn't really solve your problem. And a lot of times the feeling or the frustration or whatever it is, doesn't really go away until you actually get to the solution. Sometimes the solution is just having space for somebody to like hear you out on what's going on. And again, that open embodied masculine presence, I find to be so, so helpful in these situations Mm -hmm. um, where somebody's not trying to like fix me or solve a problem or anything like that. It's just, it's just being there for me. Um, But when it, it, it's actually (laughs) being aware of like, yeah, I'm just saying being aware of like who you're asking. Who you're asking and what kind of support you're asking for from them. Um, and I am, I have so, so much respect and just reverence and, and honoring, especially for guys who can do that really well. I think because the masculine tendency is to want to go into like problem solver mode or like go into play hero mode. Um, be like, oh, well, why don't you just do this? Right. And, and sometimes that's not always the answer. So, um, yeah, I, I would just I would just say that. And then now is the time, you know, like don't if you find yourself in a difficult situation because of coronavirus, like don't wait. Like the sooner you apply for like government assistance, the sooner you reach out to your community and just share the process of what's going on with you. Like you, I actually find that people connect better when I share vulnerably of like, you know, like my dad recently came down with cancer and I didn't want to say anything about it. I was just like holding it inside for like months and months because, you know, I didn't, I wanted to wait until he was ready to share the news with, with people. But then once I did, there was just this Mm -hmm. like huge outpouring of support and like people I haven't talked to in years were like, Oh, I live up in San Francisco. Like, let me know if you need to, you need to go check on him or get him groceries (laughs) or like, you know, these people have no relationship to my dad, but they just wanted to help so badly. and I was just completely touched by that. It really, really blew me away. So within your vulnerability, within your within your sacred need, like we're all interconnected with each other. And what a beautiful opportunity for um for us to be and stay connected through through those clear requests and clear uh-huh. offers. And then if somebody's asking you for help, then you can either say yes or no, or yes, but or yes and. 
And you only have to give <laughs> totally. what feels good for you to give. You know, you don't have to feel obligated to that person. Like, oh, it would be, it would stretch me beyond my capacity to offer this to you. But what I can do is X, Y, Z instead. How does that work for you? Um, I would love to help yeah. you do this. And in fact, I've been um, working with this other person who's been helping me with the same thing. Do you want to jump on a Zoom call? Like, these are just very organic mm -hmm. conversations that happen every single day. And I think everybody, you know, with, with a crisis like this, everybody's really looking for resources and support and information. So I think now is actually better time than ever before because people might be considering options and, and things that go beyond what they would normally do. Yeah. Well, no, it definitely is the time to just, you know, remember that we're all connected and we're all going through life together and that just humbling yeah. fact will allow us to ask for help when we need it. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong I mean, with I know you. we keep talking for, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, I know we could keep talking for quite a bit, <laughs> uh, but where can people find out more about you and what you're doing? So if they're feeling a pull to you and your work that they can ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. So I have, um, I have a couple things. So my Instagram, the body intuitive mm -hmm. is a great place to connect with me. Um, and on there, I have an option in my link in bio to sign up for my newsletter. My newsletter is where I send out a lot of like resources and free content, videos, interviews, things like that, um, over mobility, body work, sovereign sexuality, coaching, a bunch of different topics, all kind of within this realm. And um, yeah, right now I am working on a free breathwork course during coronavirus, just to keep everybody <laughs> self-regulated and have some space to drop into that quiet time for themselves, I think is really, really important right now. So um, if you guys want to link up with me, that's the place to do it. It's the news, the news list. Or um, if you go to my website, thebodyintuitive.com, you can request a free phone consultation or a free online consultation. And uh, we can just, we can just have a chat. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. For everybody listening, go check out all of her amazing work. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today. <laughs>